This is a message to all my supporters of this podcast. I'm introducing a new supporters program. You can contribute a small amount as a one-off payment to show your love for this podcast. Thank you in advance for all your contributions. This is the Absolute Business Mindset Podcast, created and hosted by Mark Haywood. I'm a corporate employee with an entrepreneurial mindset. This podcast will help and support you with new ideas about business. These are my thoughts, ideas and comments. Today we're going to talk about negotiating and my top ways of being able to negotiate yourself to success, whether it's a property, whether it's a business, whether it's shares, you might need to negotiate. These are the ways that you're going to be able to perfect your negotiation tactics. Hi everyone, Mark Hayward from the Absolute Business Mindset Podcast. Um, Today I'm going to talk to you about negotiating, so please do listen in. I really appreciate you being there, Um, and I'm going to talk to you about negotiating. So, um, go straight into it. There are 12 items I'm going to talk to you about. So I want to talk to you, firstly, about what to be able to negotiate, you should always think about delaying. Now, you might ask yourself, well, what does that mean? You need to be able to think through what you're going to say first. You need to be able to be considered and work out what your strategy is. So don't jump in too quickly. You need to sometimes just delay it, think about it, and don't move too quickly, okay? Number two, don't be a child. Negotiating is not child's play. You need to really think about your strategy, think about how you want to deliver it and the steps that you need to do in there. So don't be childish. Don't get offended. Negotiating is not a, is not a, you, you, got, you can't just think about it as a winner and a loser. Um, you've got to not be childish. There is, and, and the other thing which has frustrated uh, my mentor when he was talking talking to me about negotiating he said often in most cases there's not this middle ground that you think you're always going to get um there is some people that are in a stronger position there's some people in a weaker position um invariably in most cases you don't get that middle ground i'll give you an example i was putting a bid into a property and uh i wanted this property and i wanted it quickly it was being able to put the um you're going to take it off the market before it even got to an open house so i gave him i spoke to the agent afterwards and he said just look for the middle ground and you'll be able to um you'll be able to get the property so i did i went between there was a range of asking price and i went in the middle um, and it got accepted so for me i got everything i wanted but when i was talking to my mentor about it he said if you'd have offered something a little bit less and then then moved up to what you were willing to price yourself at uh, it might take a little bit longer but it you you might have saved a couple of thousand pounds and actually uh, when you're talking about pricing on properties and you're thinking about negotiating mortgages and loans 
actually five grand uh, two grand two and a half grand actually is quite important for that so um, don't always be trying to find this middle ground everyone has this idea of a negotiation that you go low and then you, you you they say hi and then you meet in the middle in most cases that never happens so don't be overawed by that and the other thing that's tagged onto that is you have to be realistic you can't chuck a too low offer people are just going to refuse refuse it and if they refuse a silly offer they're not going to want to do business with you so you've got to be realistic you've got to be know what you can offer offer something below because you never know you might get something if you're in a stronger position they might give you uh, what you want but it's all about people in strong positions and people being realistic and uh, and pragmatic rather than there being an outline perfect way of doing this so number three is uh, let the other person give you the offer first that they want. So this is this is actually quite a good technique because the, it gives you the ability to be able to listen to what they're willing to accept. So if you're buying, say, a property and they say, I want this, then you might say, well, I'll offer you a little bit lower. If you, if they actually say, well, actually, I'm looking for, what I want is a quick sale and I want to do it quickly. So if you offer me this, I'll do it. So sometimes it's better to, before putting an offer in yourself, ask the question what they would be willing to take as an offer. So um, it's just a strategy, this. But getting someone else's opinion on what they will offer first is actually a very clever way of being able to negotiate down from what, you, what you're willing to pay because you then know their strength in position, whether it's a quick sale, whether it's a, they'll hold out for the price they, they actually want. You then find out what that price they actually want. So always think about getting that other offer in first. Number four is you need to think about what you want. You need to be able to list out what you actually want to, to if it's, say, a property price, uh, what do you want? Do you want the property to be emptied? Do you want the property to be uh, furnished? Uh, do you want something to be removed, uh, something knocked down, something left? So it's really important to really think about what you want before you go into the negotiations. Do you want a low price? Do you want uh, all furnished? Uh, Totally dependent on every situation, but it's worth pre-negotiating, list out the things that you want. And then when you're in negotiations, you can then think about, well, actually... I'll bump up the price, but I'm able to get this, this, and this, which I didn't think I was going to get. So it's got to be clear on your strategy. You've got to be clear on what you want. So always think about that beforehand. Uh, number five is who else is actually interested so if you've got other bidders on property i'm talking about property a little bit because it's uh, very in the forefront of my mind at the moment uh with a couple of purchases that i'm going through with so um who else is interested is there other interested parties that makes it more complicated so if someone else it wants it you can often turn into a bidding war um you you, you do need to be super careful uh going into a bidding war because you then pay over the odds to what you don't actually want to pay so please 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 think who else is involved because that puts you in a weaker position if you want a property 
and there's three other people which are bidding, you're probably going to either pay over the odds, which you might or might not be able to afford. Um, You might just completely pull out and go, actually, this is going too high. I've got a strict strategy, a strict price range that I want. I don't want to go above that. Equally, if there's no one in that uh, offer, then you're in a stronger position because you're able to to, to to be able to put an offer in that might be accepted as you are the sole person that is interested in that property so really really important to work out find out whether it's from an agent um, who else is interested who else is bidding what they're bidding uh, often you don't get told what they're bidding but you're 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 given um, that there are interested parties and they're looking to price it as this or that so number six tied into what we've just talked about is if you know the interested parties you've got to be prepared to walk away sometimes the price goes too high sometimes the deal isn't worth doing you need to be a hundred percent sure that this is what you want and if it isn't if there's something that you're not feeling is completely right walk away it's so important. There are going to be other deals. There's going to be other prices. There's going to be other properties, maybe better. So you've got to be prepared to walk away. Some people use that as a tactic. I'm going to walk away. Uh, I'm not interested and in hoping that the other team, other uh, people uh, like selling a property, well, we really want to sell it now. We'll knock down the price. That does happen. You, It's a risky strategy. It's not any of these uh, 12 which I'm going to talk to you about. But if you use it as a strategy of walking away with the premise of they might come back, if you're going to roll the dice, you've got to prepare to lose. This is one of the things that I got taught and I think is incredibly important. If you are in, you think you're in that stronger position and you threaten to walk away and they go, all right, we'll wait for something else. Don't go back. You can't go back. Uh, you can't go back to that sort of situation because you have threatened to walk away. You have to stick by your guns because if you then go back and then say, well, actually, I thought you were going to put an offer in. What about this? You're in a weakened position. They can re- they can then renegotiate you even lower. So I think it's really, really important. If you threaten to leave, walk away. So that general number six is you've got to be prepared to walk away if it's not right for you. If you threaten to walk away and they call you a bluff, walk okay number seven you got to be able to add value add value all the time whether it's uh when you're negotiating up or down you got to be able to add the value so you got to get the price that they want and it's not all about you because the seller it's in their mind, it's all about them. In your mind as the buyer, it's all about you. But as the buyer, you've got to think that there's other interested parties, there's other people involved in this. It's not a, it's not my show. I'm going in to negotiate. It's not all about being able to get uh, the, the ego trip that I want. It's not all about you. You've got to make sure that you understand that and you respect that. Number eight. Number eight is remember patience. So patience in negotiating, patience in looking for properties. Sometimes they come, sometimes they go. You've got to be patient to make sure that you are getting what you want. Not everything happens fast. So you might put an offer in. 
and it might take a couple of days to come through. If you're the only people that are offering, it might take a couple of days. Don't rush in. Often you have agents in between that can sort of mediate and say they're thinking about it. They'll come back to you if they've got any questions and you've got that sort of mediator, which sometimes helps. If you're not in property and you haven't got that mediator and you're like negotiating a business, selling a business, be patient. Take your time. The offer might come in and might go, but you might get another offer. You need to be crucially patient. I think I think sell, patience is probably the best in selling a business. If you want to sell a business and you're gearing up to be able to sell a business, that dream ticket might come along, but actually it's not right for you at that time. They might have un, um, unrealistic uh aims like unrealistic uh, provisos that they want part of that deal sometimes you have to think apart it's linked a little bit to being able to walk away you need to be able to give yourself time to think take some time away you've got the time you can sit and think about it be patient on a if you're a seller be patient you never know there might be an offer another offer coming in make the right choice for you if you're the buyer you've got to hold fire you put a bid in wait it out there's nothing more you can do until the offer is accepted or declined number nine uh something i've not really i have promoted i haven't promoted i have promoted you got to trust your gut i think with this property stuff that i'm doing you got to trust your gut when you're negotiating a a, a salary you got to go with your gut you got to be realistic and you got to go with your gut they it does give you some insight if you've had a track record of following your gut or knowing your decisions were right even if it didn't work out you knew your decisions were right if you trust so so using your gut as a massive uh, director for you it's all about trusting your choices that you've made previously so if you make sound good choices then you can trust your gut if you're erratic if you make bad choices then i would say be careful of trusting your gut because it might mistreat you and you might need some more coaching mentoring to be able to get that trust i i'll give you a bit of insight into myself so probably about five or six years ago um i didn't trust my gut instinct i never trusted um i thought my gut was a particular member of my family which i thought influenced me negatively in business not in personal lives um but in business uh, i thought they they misjudged uh they made misjudgments so um I think you've got to be able to trust your gut if it's right. So that might take some mentoring, some coaching, um, so some 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 decent conversations to be able to. Because sometimes these people in your head, this is just a. So psychologically, sometimes there's people that thought processes you go through are certain types of people. It might be your mum, it might be your dad, uh, it might be your uncle, it might be your mentor, your coach, um, your boss. And sometimes if you trust that voice in your head that you believe it's it, it to be true, um, your, your gut's going to be all right. So um, I now, my gut instinct, I kind of think is now me, 
because I've taken in various sources of trusted people and assimilated talk to them. I've read books. I've done listened to podcasts. I've if you've even done podcasts where I've really respected people's views. And I have I'm in a fortunate position with these podcasts is I'm culminating information all the time. It takes hard work. You need to do podcasts, you need to do your interviews, you need to have great mentors, great coaches, uh, you need to have trusted advisors and it for me I've now built a network um that I now trust I might take from different people. Uh, when you're younger, you tend to be influenced by one person, and that's your gut, and that's true or false or good or bad. Um, when you get a little bit older, I think you need to suddenly, you, 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 you meld, you merge these mindsets, these ideas, these processes in your head. And, and for me, the older you get, the better your gut instinct is has come me personally i know a lot of people when they're 18 they trust their gut and that's amazing and uh i didn't um and um i think it's really really incredible you've had some great people around you at 18 you trust your gut 100 percent, and you make right choices all the way along so i think it's um it's it's not it's not easy, but you've got to be able to get the right people around you. The whole saying, the five people that are around you are your biggest influences. So choose them carefully. So uh, for me and mindset wise, my mindset is now I've taken great people that have been in my life and been able to meld them into a mindset that when my gut needs to be thought, I trust it. Right. Number 10, renegotiate if needed. Uh, You've always got that option to be able to renegotiate. Um, Even if you put yourself in a bad position, if you really want that trade, that property, um, that business, there's always a way of being able to renegotiate. You might go in as a stronger position or a weaker position, depending on what your initial position bid or deal was um but there's always renegotiation um so um just be mindful of that there is always a backstop uh because you can always offer more money or you can always um um uh, put other provisos in so so that's all important to understand the other thing in negotiations like for a deal on a business you should prepare 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 i talk a lot about preparing and and being able to prepare for a presentation a demo um a deal but the important thing is you need to prepare but don't script it you don't want to have it all scripted out in your head because these things are malleable these things are fluid they're not strictly go through three steps like a flow chart you don't always go one two three you might go to one and then 27 comes up as as a as a side swipe you're not expecting to see so you can prepare but it's it's crucial you're not dogmatic and you're not just got a script that you only can go by because you will get into an into a negotiation that you're not in control of and it's all about control and negotiating you gotta be control of your emotions control your ideas know what you want to say know what you want to be able to influence people with and negotiate but 
it can't just be one one way you've got to be malleable you've got to trust your gut all these other things i've talked about before so this is number um 11 all these other 10 items you've got to build them up but you cannot be scripted because you you will fail there'll be something that's outside of the box which you haven't thought of and then you might make a bad decision Right, the last one is number 12. It should be easy. In theory, it would be great if every negotiation was easy. And it's all about the value that you bring. So if you're bringing value to the party, if you're bringing money to buy that house, if you're bringing value of the of the business that you're selling that it should be quite easy people should be able to see that it's right to put that price on and you're happy and they're happy um it, it, it's sometimes overthought and uh it can be so convoluted that actually you put so many provisos so many conditions on the deal that it turns out sour and that when you put too many sort of ideas to the table some people just get frustrated and don't want to know and they'll walk away themselves so you should bring value it should be nice and easy you should be able to talk your way into a deal and deliver it right thank you very much that is the 12 ways to negotiate um just a last shout out at the end could you please any ideas any views that you've got about the podcast the youtube channel what you want me to talk about um maybe uh the interviews that you want me to go and try and reach out to uh please do drop a mail to absolute business mindset at gmail.com i'd love to hear your ideas equally you can find me on all the twitter instagram facebook uh, LinkedIn, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on all platforms, do look out, it's got the emblem, the, the, the logo, so look out for the logo and then you'll find me, so thank you very much everyone, um, I've really appreciated your time, I've really enjoyed speaking to you about negotiating, I think it's a skill that is incredibly important, quite hard to learn, um, but if you follow those 12 easy steps, you should be able to go into negotiating with strength rather than a weakened position. Um, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you soon. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, ADP is staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate complexity. Learn more at ADP.com.